This is a HeadGum Podcast. Does anybody else um, just not sleep? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then you're like, oh, let me fix my sleep schedule. So then you stay up for 24 hours to force yourself to go to bed early. And then you're in that like loopy mid-afternoon buncho. Yeah. That's me right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Fixing sleeping with, or not sleeping, with more not sleeping. It's our best strategy. I'm bad. <laughs> my, my sleep schedule, like, ideally, I would love to be a morning person, and yeah. I used to be a morning person. And I think I haven't really gotten my shit together since I started college. Because college fucked up my whole routine. Mm-hmm. Because your schedule changed every day, and then every semester... Yeah, and then, like, you didn't have to get up every single day. Like, I could have technically just gone up super earlier than everything, but, like, you're so desperate for sleep in college. I was definitely not. Yeah. Especially towards the end. I was, like... College is not a good place for taking care of your body. Oh, my God, no. I literally have so many issues (laughs) now because I had such poor habits in college. Yep. Everybody does. I know. It's a problem. We're all, oh my God, it's kind of like back to school time right now. And it's always so weird since we've graduated. I know. I mean, now it's a little farther removed, but it's still weird. Yeah. It's because like every year you're so used to the end of August being like this anxious time, at least for me, because I was always anxious, but excited to start a new school year. Yeah. And then that, that excitedness goes away really quick. Yeah, it does. Like, by final Especially as the years go on, like, by senior year of high school, like... Oh, my God, no. Well, it was kind of, like, exciting to get it fucking done. Yeah, Like, true. I was actually on Time Hop, or not Time Hop, Facebook's little Time Hop, you know? Yeah. At the top of the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And there was something... It, I guess it was, like, my last day... My last first day of school. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked, I looked pretty excited about it. <laughs> so you could tell I was done. By that point, I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. We already had our plan for Seattle by the senior year of college. So senior year of college was like, I had zero motivation to get anything done. And I was also like, not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't good. <laughs> but we fucking made it. This so, is Coffee with Rachel. Yeah, I'm Rachel. I'm Chris. And we have a, a very interesting cup of coffee today. Yeah, so back when we started this uh, coffee fact thing that we've been doing, one of the first facts we had was about a certain roast that's apparently the most expensive coffee ever, and it's expensive. Like, by the bean, by, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like a latte. By the bean. The bean cost per bean. <laughs> God damn it. How do they measure that? Like Cost per bean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, me. <laughs> But this coffee is so expensive because it is fed to a cat. Like a rare wild cat. A rare melon. (laughs) A rare John Sabah. (laughs) But then the cat digests it. It does things to the bean and then it boots it out and then... That's the coffee. That's the coffee. And it's apparently really fucking good and very expensive. And one of you kind binchos, Melissa Andrade... Sent us a small little bag to a sample. Yeah, we hope you didn't spend a lot of money on this. Yes. I feel not deserving. I feel horrible. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel. 
It's definitely not vegan. Let's, let's <laughs> not say that, you know? But oh my God. I don't know how I feel about it, but I cannot deny it is a smooth cup. Yeah, we French pressed it. You know, I we feel felt like this expensive roast deserved to be French pressed. Like we took loving care with her. I just feel very conflicted. Yeah. Just Would knowing I the buy origins it? of this? Probably not. But, but I'm glad that I can cross it off the list of things I've done. It's I've eaten grasshoppers <laughs> and I've tried cat shit coffee. You know, write <laughs> that next? on my tombstone. <laughs> Honestly, what is next? I think truly I've been talking about Clams Casino so much that I got to just know you what gotta that is. You got to have it sometime. I'm you sure you like it. Can I just really quick like Google what Clams Casino is? Can you hand me your phone? I just need to know. I don't even know what that dish is made of. That and, uh, what is it? Beef stroganoff. That one seems like a mystery, too. Why is it a casino, you know? Yeah. Are they gambling? What? (laughs) Are you gambling? Is this the good clam? This one's not a good clam? I'm just Googling, what is (laughs) Clam's Casino? God. Oh my God, clams chlamydia. Interesting. Whoa. If I was gonna get chlamydia, that'd be the one I'd want. Okay, clams casino is a clam on the half shell dish. Okay, so it's like open face clamo yeah. with breadcrumbs and bacon. Oh, it sounds really like white trash. Oh my God. I thought this was gonna be like regal. Okay. So it's just like the bacon lovers version of clams. Like the bacon guy that's like, I can't have seafood unless it's wrapped in bacon. It's originated from Rhode Island and is often served as an appetizer in New England. Okay. Maybe because we kind of grew up near New England, that's why I have this, like, draw to it. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like I hear about it a lot. Have you guys been hearing about Clams Casino a lot? Let me know. (laughs) I'm just watching Lila behind you is, like, hunting Squeezy right now. Good. Get him, bitch. (laughs) She's just trying to find a fucking place to nap. Lila would not let me fucking take my nap today because I did stay up for 24 hours, but I was like, bitch, I am not recording a podcast like with no sleep. And that's when they both decided to like have the most fun in the apartment. Yeah, they honestly need to like learn what mommy's over there (laughs) in the bed (laughs) means. God. They're usually pretty respectful. They have a similar sleep schedule as us, so that's pretty lit. Yeah, I mean, they do. Lila sleeps a lot. Yeah. She sleeps a lot. She's the sleepiest little bitch. Um, well, I do have a coffee fact as well. Oh, good. Hit me with it, bitch. Uh, so this is Beethoven, not the dog, the composer. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go to the dog first, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> was a barista's nightmare. Beethoven enjoyed a cup of java, and he was particular to his preparation. <gasps> he insisted that each cup of coffee was made with exactly 60 beans. Oh my god, it's like that bitch with the five ice cubes. Oh my god, that's a fucking story Picture time video. Picture Beethoven at Starbucks with all of the squares on the side of the cup. He'd be so, like, just too many options. Yeah. Picture him customizing a Frappuccino. What the fuck? Da-na-na-na. Is that him? I, I, you know, I'm not familiar you think with my you classical would know artists. That. I took fucking so many music classes, you <laughs> think I'd know. I don't know shit. I only know Les Mis, guys. Oh, my God. That's like dramas Beethoven. <laughs> right? Anyway, who's older, honestly? Les Mis was, like, around when, like, Jesus walked or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but... Oh, my God. So, I was trying to use the Coffee with Rachel hashtag. I was, like, looking in it, and all I saw was coffee with him. And then I thought, honestly, how rad would it be to have a cup of coffee with Jesus? That would be fantastic. Just picture that. Like, that could be a story time. 
Starbucks with Jesus vlog <laughs> vlogist. You guys are gonna really like bench time. By the way, we yeah, did. <laughs> it's your YouTube, your latest video upload on YouTube. Yeah, just the title of it, and I we we had a lot They're of fun. Very interesting. Very That's for later, bitch. Anyway, can we talk about No Man's Sky again? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... We got uh, our 60 bucks back. We got a refund, and it takes a lot for me to go through the effort of getting a refund. What's the I mean, okay, I never return shit. Yeah. What's the last game you've returned? You can't even think I, of one. I can't think of it. I mean, I've sold a lot, but it's not like I was returning them. Yeah, it's different. I can't tell you the last time I like returned. you played it and you were like, "Wow, this is not worth my money right now." Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you. Wow, that's sad. It's very sad. But I can remember the last movie you walked out on because you never do that either. It's like you're gonna spend thirty dollars on a movie. You're yeah, gonna stay sticking it out. But it was a uh, Superman. No, Spider Man. Spider Man with uh, Garfield. Garf- yeah. It was just boring. It. it was stupid. It Let's, was can we all just agree it was stupid? Like, I don't know why people still like it. <laughs> it was dumb. We don't have to like it. I think I feel like we just all felt like we had to like it because, you know, Emma Stone's really great and, and Andrew Garfield's cute. Yeah. And we were like, all right, we have to like this. And we didn't. <laughs> we don't have to. Bring back Tobey Maguire. You Honestly, know what I'm saying? What's the one that everyone hates? Is it Spider-Man 2 or 3? It's Three yeah. with the with uh, Topher Grace yep. as the villain. What the fuck were they thinking? But honestly, it's a fucking classic. Like that is the goofiest, yeah. stupid movie. The emo dancing scene. His now. hair. There's so many good reaction photos that have been created from that piece of art. I can't believe that was actually a movie. It was a movie, and it was everything it needed to be. That was so weird. Did you see that people are really upset because Zendaya is going to be playing uh, Mary Mary Jane? Jane. Yeah, I know. And they're like, oh my god, god forbid, a white girl has to be a redhead. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what? I don't understand. I hate the comic book community sometimes so much. It's like when everybody got real pissed that Hermione was going to be black in the play production of Cursed Or, Child. like, uh, when there were literal people of color in The Hunger Games, and then they casted people of color, and then people were like, oh, wait, yeah. what? I imagined them as white. Literally, like, everyone was like, wait, Candace was kind of, like, tan, so I pictured her as, like, a white girl with a tan, you know? So yeah, it wasn't, what? what? Like, fuck? Yeah, Katniss was supposed to be olive-skinned, so mm-hmm. we definitely know Jennifer Lawrence was not, but, you know, it's fine. She's like the most paid, highest paid actress right now. Really? That's wild. It's all those Bradley Cooper movies. Yeah, really. It's like you see Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in every movie together and Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper in every movie together. That's so weird. Those are the two things. It's like the new uh, Johnny Depp and What's-Her-Face. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, but And there's also like the entire cast of every Christopher Nolan movie is usually the same. Yeah. I don't (laughs) hate that though. No, Because that's like a medley, you know, like Mm -hmm. a potato medley. (laughs) Yeah, but fuck Johnny Depp. I'm really glad that I finally get to actually hate him. Because I've (laughs) held back. I've always thought he was trash and I always thought his movies were campy as fuck. And I'm so glad that I get to say that now. Now that I think about it, I've only ever really liked the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That was the only one I've 
like Johnny Depp movie. I think I got up to like the third one and then I gave up. Well, yeah, but th- then it just got too much. They really played into the Jack Like there's Sparrow. some, but like honestly, he started doing trash. And then yeah. like we all just were like, oh, but he's Johnny Depp. Like he slays every role, even if it was like the most trash movie ever. Like he started doing a lot of stupid shit. So honestly, he's trash. Who's the guy that does the really dark movies? I can't think of his name right now. Tim the Burton? Yeah, he just does all the Tim Burton stuff. Yeah. Like, I loved Sweeney Todd, okay? But, you know, I don't have to love him. (laughs) I really don't. I'm not a big Tim Burton binge though. I never really was. Was Coraline Tim Burton? I don't know. Probably. That movie fucked me up. That was a really good movie. That, like, I have only seen it once, and it was at Shannon's. Yeah. We should watch that sometime. Yeah, I would love to watch it again. It we really were, good. like, with a big group of people, and we were all drunk, and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't, we, I don't think anyone knew it was going to be as scary as it was. No. That movie was straight up terrifying. Can't underestimate the animated movies. You know? What is your favorite Pixar movie? I don't even know if that was Pixar, but it probably was. Just animation, you know? That was, like, dark Pixar, right? I don't think it was Pixar. Whatever. Uh, Just Pixar for me is like animation. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. Speaking of animation, they are adding Zootopia to Netflix in September, so I can finally yeah, see no. that because I didn't excited. see it. Favorite uh, Pixar. Yeah, mine's Nemo. Duh. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say either Up or I've really like Wally. Yo, I did too. I only saw it once. He's real cute. He is. I'm always there for the robots. Tars, Wally. Oh, anytime there's a robot with like a cute quirk. The I Tales mean, from the Borderlands game, Gordis. Every character that was favorable in Star Wars was a robot. Yeah, R2-D2 and BB-8. C-3PPO, ba-ba-ba. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? C-3PO. That's too much. They should have named him Gold. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, I don't need to sit here and be like, BBA, R2-D2, C3, like, they need to fucking chill. Jar Jar Binks. He's got two jars, one Binks. It's too much. What's the other? What's the blob? The misogynist blob. What's his name? Job of the Hut. Yeah. That's like six names right there. Like, do they need this? Listen, you know, they do. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ray was chill, you know, Poe, Finn. They really classed it up yeah, in the new one. Yeah, they really uh, trimmed like, down the syllables in the or sequel, yeah. It's probably because they knew that it was going to turn dumbasses like me on to Star Wars, and they didn't want to make it too hard for us, mm-hmm. you know? Goddamn. Because <laughs> it's already hard enough to be like, what kind of planets are they on? They're like, oh, we're in the Proton or whatever the fuck. It's BBA is also very chill. zippy. Yeah. Ah, oh, that lighter scene. I was like, okay, you you know that was like exactly how to get the millennials loving this <laughs> robot that don't give a shit about Star Wars. Oh fuck! Like I honestly cannot wait to see all of the new Star Wars movies. I'm probably like what everyone in the Star Wars fandom hates. Mm-hmm. Star They're, Wars fans hate her. <laughs> that's so true. But I hear a lot of people are uh, pissed off because. You know, there are people that like the uh, Force Awakens more than the prequels. And people are like, that's sinful. Why? Who the fuck cares? What do you like more? Be honest. I mean... Jar Jar Binks? I really did... No, not the fucking... Not those ones, but... That's the prequels. I need to know. What do you like more, the Force Awakens or the prequels? Force Awakens over the prequels. Oh my god. He's so controversial. Chris is my problematic fave. I love Come it. on. Jar Jar Binks existed in those prequels. If, like, that's a fucking nuff. If they don't fucking do a nod to the Binks, 
in some form. I want Binks to be in Rogue One. <laughs> Do you think they would? They had that fucking fish. Maybe they'll have a... <laughs> you know, the, it's a trap, that dude? Mm-hmm. They had him. Maybe they'll do a in the Han Solo. Oh my movies. god! What like That'd has Jar Jar so always had those arms? Like, those did he come arms. out? What is his heritage? Do we know. have a backstory? Why are we doing See, a Han you know, Solo he was, movie? He was supposed to be a Sith Lord, and so, shut yeah, up. That's the fucking theory. Is like the joke theory that everybody has is that Jar Jar brings with the Sith Lord. You know how everyone thinks that Rey is uh, Luke's. Daughter, yeah. What if really she's Jar Jar's daughter? <laughs> what the fuck? That would be my theory. But honestly, why are we doing the Han Solo movie when we could be doing a Jar Jar Binks like solo biopic? You yeah, know, biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Making a Jar Jar, and it's like a ten-part Netflix series. <laughs> what is it? Who's the guy that wrote it? George Lucas. Yeah, him. Like, oh my god, when we were watching the OC and he was like, Yeah, I just got fit he was like a guest star on it, and he's yeah. like, I just got finished creating great characters like Jar Jar Binks. And I was like, holy shit. This is too much. I love it. But anyway. yeah, we got rid of No Man's Sky, basically. That's how we got to here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is supposed to be an advice episode too, <laughs> by the way. But uh yeah, we got rid of it. It's too boring. And not anything was supposed to be, so it was that bad that we got rid of it. Well, we found out that, like, so the whole point of it is that you're discovering planets and animals and plants, and then you're, like, having a database of them, and so if you potentially could go back to a planet you've already discovered, it would have all of your shit saved. And then I guess people were actually testing that and, like, discovering a lot and then going back, and they saw that all of your discoveries were not saving. Mm -hmm. And so that's a fucking lie, too. They actually said that, like, when you made a discovery, it was going to be uploaded to a database that we could all access, too. And that doesn't even exist. Nope. I don't know what the fuck's happening, but we were like, bye. The ending of the game, I won't say what it is, but it's not. The dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's the stupidest thing that's ever happened. Certainly not worth $60 for that ending. Okay, that's all I have to say. So we got our credits back, and we bought Abzu, which was $20. So still got 40 Play it. It's... Got a lot more to it than I thought it would. It was actually decent long playthrough. We did it in two days. Abzu was way more worth the money than No Literally, okay, so Abzu is just like an ocean exploration game. But if you guys watch this play Journey, it's basically that but underwater. It's fucking gorgeous. Like the prettiest game. I was doing a lot of like snap videos Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful and it's actual like real creatures that they just have like illustration and animation of. Yeah. And then, which I was like nerding out over, of course, you know, like I was like, oh my God, that's a humphead Rassie. And then it was, you know, so that's great. But like they interacted with you, like they're not just like static and it's like they had to animate Thousands. Yeah. There's literally they said there like, was over a thousand animals in the game. Yeah. Their own animal. And some of them are like crazy. And they all move in their natural, actual ways that they move. And they had little details that are like legit there. And they reacted to you. Like even if you went over like a coral reef, some of them like popped away and like hid from you. Little worms disappeared. There's clams an octopus closed. That- skittered away into a jar when you got near it. Yeah. And then on No Man's Sky, everyone's just waddling around looking so, like, fucking robotic, (laughs) and they don't interact with you. You kind of just, like, can go right through them. Like, they're not even there. And it's such a shitty game. (laughs) 
It's so bad. This $20 game was, I mean, it's not infinite, I guess, but, Eh, you know. It's not technically infinite. But but I would actually pay, I probably would have paid $60 for that game. For Abzu? Yeah. Yeah, I would have. It's so pretty. I can't wait to see what other games they come out with. What are they called? Uh, Giant Giant Squid. Squid. And they had a Giant Squid in it. And he was crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, it was so crazy seeing yourself, like, floating next to animals that are way bigger than you. I was having a lot of panic. I have to upload some of the video clips and the stuff that I took during the game. We took a lot of screenshots. You should add us on um, PlayStation. I think you're Chris Considers and I'm Ruble22. I think you're Rachel Bayers. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're (laughs) just Rachel Bayers. Xbox, I'm Ruble. Yeah. Yeah. Someone took that on PS. P.S. Yes. So, <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to share that. And the VMAs are on later, which is why we're getting this done now, because I always like to watch. Yeah, I mean... It's always lit. Something weird happens. It's always, like, really talked about because someone calls out someone. <laughs> and I'm here for that drama, especially when it perp- <laughs> like it just has nothing to do with me, and it's great. You know, there will be meme content that comes out of this yeah. for sure, so we got to be here for the inception. <laughs> my Twitter engagement always increases when I live tweet anything that everyone's watching. So, yeah. And I'm not going to do The Bachelor, so here I am. <laughs> But I don't. I don't like to be excessive. You know, I save it for the moments. You're reserved. The but key <laughs> moments. I've learned over years of live tweeting what you can get away with. Apparently, if you tweet about E3 at all, you should be unfollowed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they don't like that at all. No. I got to keep my thoughts to like away. <laughs> yeah, I think my Twitter following of people that are interested in video games is increasing. Yeah, me too. Because my tweets about video games are getting more engagement than they used to. But still, I just like, I hope that a lot of people that follow me that don't play video games because they were like me and they were like, there's probably nothing for me. There is something for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll find something that you'll like. Just play (laughs) apps. It was so pretty. Anyway, I guess we should get into. Yeah. The actual thing we were going to do for this episode, which was the advice questions, answering your questions episode. Yeah. So what is Clams (laughs) Casino? It's just. Okay. Um, I'm going to Twitter, but yeah, I'll start off with the email. We yes. have a ton of questions in the email because we asked for them. All right. So first question here is from Emily, who has said, Hello, Rachel. When my girlfriend and I first started dating two years ago, one of the things we had in common was the college we wanted to attend in the upcoming years. Now we are both starting our freshman year at the same college. I want these next four years to be a time that I figure out who I am as a person, what I like, what I'm good at, and overall grow individually as a person. Although my girlfriend and I are in love, I fear that being together so often could stunt my own personal growth, probably from the high school to college relationship stereotypes. Considering both of you started dating early on in your college experience and then living together, do you have any advice on maintaining a healthy relationship as well as having room for personal growth in this important time? Well, yeah, because we started dating, like... It was first semester freshman year. Yeah. (laughs) That's as early as you can get, basically. And I straight up... I didn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend going into college, Mm, and I was definitely not, like, trying to be in, like, a serious relationship. I definitely was just looking for a more casual thing. Yeah. And then there you were, man. I just popped up and ruined all your plans. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine, but 
I think if you guys have different majors, you guys are going to be so fucking busy and you'll be with totally different people and you'll know totally different people. And unless you're like living together, like right out the gate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there's just going to be so much going on that you will feel like an individual at school and then you'll just come home mm-hmm. and like share it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you're meaning like, you know, you want to explore like relationship kind of things like yeah. personal growth in that sort of way if you want to experiment or something like that which is totally fine yeah like that's different like if you're thinking personal growth like you as a person and like you know Your education and how you, yeah like i mean i feel like that can happen while uh, you're still in a relationship yeah like that doesn't really matter like we grew we're totally different people yeah like think about who we were like six years ago exactly the different. person that i started dating you as was really different <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i don't know i just feel like but if you're if you're talking about like if you think that being in a monogamous i'm assuming relationship um would hold you back well then at that point you might have to like it just really depends on like what you actually want out of college and if yeah. one of the things is not being you know, tied to another person, I guess, in that way, then, like, I mean, by all means, do whatever you have to do because, I mean, that's just, you know... Yeah, I mean... That's your happiness right there, If you have the strongest curiosity about it, I mean, it's just gonna, like, eat at you a little bit. But, I mean, I would just talk to your partner about it because you never know. They might be having similar feelings because you guys are both going into college and you're like, well, is this weird? This is weird, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, and, like... You might want to change things about your relationship, so it's just I, th- I definitely think it's worth having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think you can have an individual, you know, college experience though, because you are unless you are taking the same major. I feel like you're so separate so much, and you're so busy. Yeah, and- exactly, and it's totally cool to like have one or two classes together like we did. We that had, was fun. Yeah, we had that we picked so classes that were just like I mean our majors were nothing alike, so yeah. like only our electives could ever really overlap, but like what, what did we you just had that one film class. It was just no, we had the journalism one too. Oh yeah, because you needed that writing requirement and I had to take that course. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. Because that was for my major at the time. Uh-huh. And so you were just And it was just there. like a great topic. Yeah. It was, we, fun. it was a really interesting class. And then the film class was super fun because it's just watching classic Movies. film. Yeah. So that was great, but yeah. Yeah, personal growth can uh it can definitely happen. It'll happen. It'll happen regardless. You're gonna come out a totally different person. Yeah. Hopefully a better person. Yes. You know? <laughs> we that's what we aim for here at the Copy of Rachel Cinematic Headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right, I had a question here and it's this is kind of similar maybe, but do you have any advice for hooking up with girls in college when you're also a girl? Please help my gay ass. Because <laughs> it's weird because you don't know like who's actually gay, who's like just having a fun time, <laughs> you know? Like there's just yeah. like, I feel like everyone is just on the scale <laughs> when you get to college. I'm just kidding. But like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of hard to decipher like, Who's straight, who's gay, and who is just really feeling spicy that evening. Yeah, exactly. And, like, doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess, like, just join the gayest club. Honestly, if you do have an LGBT club or association at your school, that's a surefire way to meet other people. Yeah. 
through them and then through friends of friends. And also, stuff like anything that. music or drama related. Usually, yeah. Yeah, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed. Also, English. Major in English, and you will find all of the gay girls. That's honestly the gold mine. Is it not true? I was. Oh God, yeah. I just feel like we're all reading Jane Austen, and we're all there for Jane. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Whatever. I just feel like that's... It's a very gay major. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, I think you'll you'll find people. I mean, if I found people and I wasn't even out, you'll find people. Yeah, I mean, college is a time of people trying to find out who they are. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it can happen. Oh, yeah. Even small town PA. <laughs> Another email here. Marie has asked, hey, so I'm going into my senior year of high school and I'm really lost. Not only do I not know what kind of career I want, academics aren't all that my thing. And I really don't feel like I would do well in college. I don't want to go into a school not knowing what I'm there for, to suffer for four years, then be buried in student loans forever. I'm considering cosmetology school, but I don't know if I should do it just because it seems like the easiest option when I'm not really passionate about it. I guess I could use the advice on if you think it's possible to get a decently good job without a college degree and or if you think it's a good idea to go for a career you're not really invested in just to make a living. Also, they attached pictures of their dog. Very cute. (laughs) I mean, okay, you can definitely get a job without a college degree. You can definitely get a very good job. You just have to have some sort of experience. And if you are struggling to get experience, I mean, I would say you could have like a, a... important job on the side while you're doing like unpaid shit or yeah. just shadowing or whatever the fuck you can possibly do. This is one of those weird times where I feel like, you know, I wouldn't automatically recommend everybody go to college because yeah. I can't say. That, I know like, people in our field and your field that never went to school yeah. and have like higher up jobs. Yeah, exactly. At the same company. Like, mm-hmm. I work you know. at Amazon. There's people that have just been like working through customer service type stuff and then working their way up and it just happens. You just have to have one thing that you did that works. And especially if you're trying to pursue any sort of social media opportunity, having experience in social media is so fucking important. If you can show people that you're good at it, like, yeah, that's so good, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, experience always tends to be like, you know, just as easy or like just as good as having a degree. Mm-hmm. Experience almost more so in most yeah, cases the because they want that. You don't get a fucking debt when you're building experience or making money that yeah. way. Now, I mean, I'm not necessarily against trying something that you're not sure if you're passionate about, like the cosmetology thing. Like, it just depends on money. Like, I don't know if I want to, like, I would personally spend money on something that I wasn't like devoted to and I mean I guess yeah. like I went to college thinking that I really needed and now I really don't even use yeah yeah <laughs> like I didn't know that though mm-hmm. like what I was going to be doing I thought I was going to be like a fucking English teacher and I did want to do that but I mean am I not annoyed that I have to pay off my student loans when it's not really benefiting me personally you know <laughs> yeah you know it's not fun but I hate that like you know I would love to say everybody go to college just because to like learn things. Yeah. And I definitely think experience. I don't regret going, but I definitely don't think you have to and not, it's not going to be for everyone, but I mean, ultimately 
if you want to do it and it ends up not being like bountiful for your financial status. I mean, it just depends on like what you wanted to get out of it. Like technically Chris, you're not really utilizing the meteorology aspect of college, but you learned Mm -hmm. other shit. Yeah. That applies to. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like you can always just like most fields you can get into without having a degree and just like at a very low level. And then like, if you need a degree to move up, you find out you really like this field that you've decided to try out, then go for a degree later, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, try think about what you really like and, and what you really want to spend your money on. Yeah. But definitely like it, it's not like I, I really am not behind the whole, like you have to go to college now. It's going to be the only way you're successful. And I really no, just have seen expensive. that proven to not be true in some cases. There are some degrees that you do, yes. Like, there are some jobs where you do. You ain't working at NASA if you don't have a degree. Yeah, like, and you know? I'm probably going to say no doctor skipped med school. Yeah, yeah. At least a doctor that's happening. allowed to perform things legally. <laughs> so, yeah. But if you're just trying to, I don't know. It just depends on your major, obviously, or, yeah. like, what you're interested in at all. But, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go over to our Reddit because we have that now. It's our Coffee with Rachel. And if you want to ask us like something that's a little bit longer, just participate in a little community action. Yeah. You can go over there. Yes, can uh, make some threads and just talk about things and stuff. You know, it's a fun place to just hang and chat. Threads. Threads. Okay. Not really a question, but as a previous employee, I thoroughly enjoy every time you drag Forever 21. Yo. I'm glad. Good. I'm glad I helped. <laughs> you know, I think like the number one thing that I get most stressed about in Forever 21 is how high up they put things and then you never find those little poles anywhere. Yeah. That's like very why? True. Who the fuck do they think is going to be able to get that goddamn blouse down? <laughs> no one. And I'm not going to ask anyone. Okay. So, what are some good museums in Seattle? Also, what kinds of museums are you guys attracted to? I'm a slut for anything with animals and death. I'm also into like the taxidermy heavy ones i know yeah. that sounds bad but i like the like the natural history museum type situation yeah, yeah like, I feel they're saying. there for educational purposes like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know um and i haven't been to the actual um the sam or whatever yeah seattle art museum yeah <laughs> i was like what is sam again who is she i keep <laughs> wanting to say the smack but that's oh my god that's no no what the fuck i haven't been to that museum yet um but i have been to what the EMP, which is like the pop culture, basically yeah, museum. I mean, they have some things that stay there, but then it changes. They have like a exhibit that changes out. They have like Star Trek, or I don't know what they have right now, honestly. Yeah, and we did the glass one. Oh yeah, the glass was you know it was just pretty. Yeah, it was beautiful. But I guess my favorite types of museums are like ancient paintings <laughs> like i love going to the philadelphia art museum oh, okay and that one is like hella mm-hmm. intense and you feel like you shouldn't even be breathing in certain rooms i like a nice dinosaur or fish oh have you ever been in like the franklin institute is that technically a museum uh, or is I that guess. like a science Emporium. <laughs> yeah, like, know. what the fuck? What? I don't, I don't know. know. I would, I guess so, I would say, but I don't think I have been. Still bitter I missed the Titanic exhibit that they did. <sighs> but you Do you ever to, see like, Bodies? No, I didn't see that one either. And that one's, like, hella not vegan. That I mean, one was... That's, like, straight up dead people. That was wild. I it didn't see it. Really, did you? Yeah, I did. <gasps> it was really, it was really cool. What year was that? Do you know? Uh, it was in high school sometime. That's so cool. I remember hearing so much hype about it, but I just, like, didn't yeah, go. Yeah, it was really fucking cool. Uh, 
Well, explain to the people what it is. Oh, yeah. So it's basically just like human bodies that are... In different stages. In different stages. They have one that's just like circulatory, one that's just like your muscular system, one that's just like vascular Mm. system. Uh, They, yeah, they just... How'd they preserve that? I I guess like formaldehyde or whatever the fuck it is for embalming. Did it smell at all? No, I'm sure they probably... Was it behind glass? Yeah, everything was behind glass. Wasn't there, like, a pregnant one, too? Yes, there was a pregnant one, too. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. But it was it was just fascinating to see the body in, like, all these different ways. Well, in biology, I had to take anatomy. Well, I didn't have to. I actually chose it. Because <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting, and I didn't yeah. think it was going to be like, oh, hey, you also have to dissect more than the average student. <laughs> so we had to do a pig uterus Ooh. that was... Prego and so what baby. The fuck? Yeah, that's what we did in my school. That is too much. And I did a mink, which was one of the worst things I've ever experienced because did you know how long they are? Guys, they're long as hell. <laughs> like think ferret, but like real long. She stretched. <laughs> and that was horrible. You had the whole thing. Ugh, it was I terrible. I only ever had to do a worm and a frog. That's we did worm, it. frog, and owl pellet. That was like beginners. Yeah, the beginner's land. And then I took the class where I had a goat's brain, I had a cow's eye, we had someone's heart, yeah, I don't remember what Yeah, I was just going to say, I only remember, I didn't take it, but like people said that it was cow's eye. Yeah. One. Ugh, so many. Why? Good times. I'm really using that. <laughs> so, I'm so glad I did that, you know? Hey, I'm very glad. I liked the rest of that class, though. It was a fucking fascinating class, and we got to watch a lot of sci-fi movies. I like learning. Me too. It was very hands-on learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have another email here. It's titled Howdy. Uh, this person didn't leave their name, but that's quite all right. Yeehaw, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Crachel and Squila. Oh. <laughs> uh, Chris, I know you said you work in marketing at Amazon. I am a communications major and thinking to, into going into marketing myself. Any tips on things to know or what to expect getting into a marketing position? Thanks. Love you guys. Uh, well... I have to say, if you're going into, I mean, it's probably with any place, but especially if it's like a bigger company, such as Amazon with marketing, you know, you are going to be, most of your job is going to be thinking about why this is not something that should be put out there in the world for people to see. With your name attached to it, like your brand. Yeah, there is like, you're going to be spending so much time critiquing anything that's about to be like shown to the public It's kind of like a PR job. Yeah, you have to make sure that there is no way anything could be misconstrued in any way. And uh, I could give an example that, like, I had to look through every single emoji that exists to make sure that which ones were suitable to be used by us. Yo, what's one that's not? The gun. Okay, the knife, yeah. Well, they the got rid of the gun. Oh, yeah, they did. Or they're making it a water pistol. Uh, even things like the skull or, like, the sick face. Yeah. You know, anything that anything negative. gives a negative connotation, exactly. So, and also any flag because ooh. can't show any, like, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. I find that so fascinating, yeah. honestly. And then the other thing, being communications, that would be a really good place to be in to try yeah. and get into marketing. But there's also a lot of uh, statistics that go on in the background. You're studying everything that you put out there. Like to see impressions what, and engagement. And what all worked that well, what didn't, and learning from them and evolving from that. And so there's a lot of 
looking at data behind the scenes as well. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, to be expected because they're trying to make their shit more marketable. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I would be good at marketing. Yeah. Because yeah. I market myself and I think and I And you don't know okay. how to be an idiot and say something stupid. Yeah. Like, I, I know what's not kosher for a fucking brand to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I would be good at calling. Because, like, some of these things I go through... Some of the things, some of the tweets that I see, I'm like, I cannot believe someone actually wrote that. You know what I mean? You know, like you can be like relatable and fun, but not be stupid. Like E24, I think of was like, they can be doing marketing on their like Twitter and it's just like stupid fun stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who's fucked up. Because there's always, like, someone that fucks up and you're like, holy shit. And I can't remember I'm just thinking of, like, example right we now. were talking about an episode or two ago, like, the t-shirts at... Oh, uh, yeah. Zara. When they let stuff like that go you through. Know, but, like, or Urban Decay's last thing. They did delete that tweet, by the oh, way. okay, cool. And, like, I still am on the fence as to, like, that whole situation, yeah. you know? But I did find out that um, they did something else, too, that really turned people off. It was, like, they were selling this product called Perversion, and that's, like, their that's their color for the, like, a really black eyeliner or mascara. Okay. And so they were coming out with another one, and they were basically, it was, like, a little biphobic the way that they said. It was kind of like, oh, perversion. They ha- they're they into both sides or something like that. Uh, okay, and so it's that. kind of implying that people that are into both, both sides, sides are, perver- are perverted. Yeah. And, like, what the fuck? Wow. Now, I did not see this ad. This is all, like, it was in my Twitter mentions. <laughs> so I don't know, like, if this... Is all what's Verified happening, or whatnot. Um, but if that is true, ooh, yikes! That's such I not twenty sixteen yeah. level advertising. Let's chill. I mean, I could think of Microsoft doing that Twitter bot. Oh yeah. Any company that decides to have a public vote to name anything whatsoever is making the dumbest decision they possibly could. Oh yeah. It's automatically going to be Hitler something. Like the internet <sighs> sucks. Why does the internet love Hitler so? Because much? it's they so. They think offensive. that's like the funniest punchline. I'm like, I feel like honestly there are way more creative evil punchlines. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could definitely do. Like if you're gonna now, I mean it's gonna be just Harambe anything, but I like. Know. But, like, he's not as dark. Like, Harambe died for our society (laughs) because we fucked up. Oh, fucking God. I honestly low-key don't care if, like, the zoo is upset about it because I just feel like, you know, they could have handled that situation differently and there should have been no way that that situation could have even happened to begin with. Yeah. With, like, the way that the structure was built, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, a fucking innocent-ass, like, gorilla... Just live in life, you know, that happened. And then, like, this kid's probably, like, fucked up now. Guilt forever. Like, think about it. That kid's probably getting death threats. Yeah. You know? And that family is Mm -hmm. probably, like, you know, because I know everyone's, like, attacking the mom in that situation. That's so fucking much, man. But, I mean, that kid's going to have to live with the fact that they ended Not really. What the fuck? But like, imagine that being your fucking life story. That's your legacy. Like you, I ended Harambe. Story because you were in a gorilla pit. (laughs) Like picture that, and like that woman with her fucking dolphin stealing her iPad. Good. Oh my god. Dolphins are shady, and they don't want you like subtweeting them right in front of their face. (laughs) Anyway. Oh fuck. I got a question here. 
All right. How did you start your podcast? I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> I have a question here. All right. How did you start your podcast? I have a large social media following, and I want to start one up myself. Tips on podcasting would be grand piano. Actually, just grand. No piano. Bye. Well, thank you. Um, um, okay. So we started by we just bought a audio recorder that could pick up both of our voices decently. Yeah, you get one box that does that has the microphones, does the recording and puts it all into a memory card all in one so that way it's like a good starter. Do we have our equipment listed? Yeah, it's on the website. Oh, okay. So all of the equipment that we use is on Coffee with But Rachel. just the recorder, you can .net. do just that. And yeah. that will be... I mean, our first episodes were pretty good. Yeah. I think the audio is not bad. Now it's just clear because we each have our own mic and a little rig thing. Yeah. Um, but as far as that, basically, you just need to get, like, a hosting, like, RSS feed. Yeah. I mean, there are free places to do it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, but we, if you just search, like, free... Free podcast hosting. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll find, find something. It. And um, yeah, I mean, put it on iTunes. I mean, I think they've definitely they made need that. you to have like a couple episodes up before iTunes. They might have made it easier now. I feel oh, like yeah. they changed it a little bit since we started. Yeah, definitely. iTunes is the number one place to put your iTunes podcast. and SoundCloud. Yeah. Get it on Google Play, and each of these websites will have like a little place where you can like yeah. do that. Google Play is newer, so yeah. like it's not as big right now, and people like use all the other different yeah. places. But and I we mean, also uploaded ours to YouTube just so that you know, in case someone didn't want to have an app, wanted it to be on like their computer or something. Or, yeah, I mean, there's YouTube apps on like TVs and game. Yeah, so you can play it out of your TV if it if you needed it to be loud for some reason. So yeah. we like that. But for the actual podcast, I'd say, like, depending on, like, what you want to do with it, like, if you have, like, you know, going to do, like, one of those TV show podcasts or, like... Or if gonna, it's an interview one or... a or, theme or yeah. just us where it's, like, I hey, feel like you kind of need to have a direction, and we do have a direction. Yeah, our direction is just it's supposed us. to be, like, we are all sitting down, having a beverage, and catching up. Yeah. That's the vibe. Coffee is part of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, at least we ke- we kept it vague enough that we could talk about whatever the fuck we wanted, but we still wanted to have, like, at least a niche. So yeah. I would recommend that because that will set you apart from other people, and also it'll give the people that are listening, like, something to, like, I don't know, hold on to, I feel. Like, having, like, having something that's a little quirky Yeah, thing. like, what makes your show unique or, like, what is it specifically there for you know what i'm saying yeah like what are you trying to like give people basically like are you trying to teach people something are you trying to give advice are you trying to entertain are you just trying to show them their favorite people that you're interviewing or something like whatever you're trying to do Mm -hmm. and i was just gonna say uh there's actually a list of like um what your album art should be like, which our album art was in. Thank you, Speedy Dumpling. Yeah. Oh my God. We were so flattered. Yes. So, um, for your album art, make it something really simple, something that the title can be read yeah. In it when it's like the very small icon when you're like searching on iTunes or whatever. Yeah, like, like when it's just a little square. Yeah. And yeah, just And keep just it. make sure it's like bright enough that people can like see everything. Yeah. I remember one of the things it says was don't use like a picture of a microphone because oh. it's oh it's overused in like everything. So well, yeah, like, that's kind of like I guess <laughs> I don't know. I honestly can't really think of any podcasts like thumbnails. I feel like 
everyone that I listen to, it's just like either illustrations of the people that are the hosts or yeah. straight up pictures of them that are cool. And then like the actual title, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can just look at other people's too. <laughs> A lot of people just have like, they're like news outlets and they just have like their, their logo. Their yeah. logo. Yeah. <laughs> of course. All right. Should we do the next question? Yeah. Binge. Um, right. I have one here uh, from Minnie. Uh, hello. My name is Minnie. And I absolutely enjoy your guys' podcasts. Appreciate everything you do. Anyway, I identify as being pansexual, but I feel this gnawing guilt—this gnawing guilt—that I feel like I'm not validated enough to call myself that, since all my relationships have been with males so far. But I know I'm open to all genders. No one has been invalidating me, but I just feel sometimes the set standard of being queer in the prejudice in the prejudice side of the LGBT plus community at times, and I feel invalidated sometimes by their unsaid words to me. And besides that, I know that I've dated males. I've only dated three, two of them being very brief, but that was just coincidence that they've all been male. And, and in my community at the time, that was not, ve- it was not very open to queerness. Oh, you don't have to justify Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and because I have no idea how my parents would even react to being pansexual in the first place. Yeah. I feel like invalid. I feel invalidated by the community, but I know it's ridiculous and that I should just disregard it. I was wondering what you would do in my shoes or have any advice. Oh, I absolutely feel that way so many times. I was just on Twitter earlier and you should totally check out Gabby Dunn's work. She's bisexual. She's has a lot of great content out on the internet Mm -hmm. and she was tweeting. I guess she was like thought to be collaborating with some sort of like queer effort. And the person turned her down and literally said like, Oh, well, she's dating a man and she's just bisexual, so she's not gay enough to like be wow. included. That's and really like fucked up. that's just kind of like the vibe that I get from the LGBT community like in terms of pi- bisexuality and pansexuality because a lot of people think that there's like some sort of privilege that comes with being able to date someone of the quote-unquote opposite sex that you can be straight passing. Yeah, and it's like no, we're just like we the straight people think we're not really gay you know what that I mean like they just think fun. they're just having fun or just trying to be Flusen, you know so yeah hard. like just overly sexual or we're just trying to do whatever we want and and then you got the gay people just being like oh my god you're just here to like try and steal some of our like rights or like they like you want to be included in our community but you don't really fit in because you could date a man and it's like it's just very toxic from both sides. So I would not like call any of this privilege cause I fucking hate it. Like, let's be real. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I belong in either community and it's gross. Yeah. And, um, so I mean, you're totally right in like feeling cause that that's a vibe that you get. Yeah. But I think it's just like, you gotta know, like, it doesn't matter who you've dated. It doesn't matter, you know, what you've done. It's just like, you'll know who you are. And just like, I feel so confident in my sexuality, regardless of like, and I have like similar story. Like I didn't feel comfortable dating a girl. I didn't even feel comfortable like being out. Of course I started dating men because I felt like that was all I was allowed to do. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't even have to justify it. Like we had our own lives. We know what we've been through and our sexuality is our sexuality. And anyone that doesn't feel like it's real or permanent or whatever is so fucking irrelevant because they're not you bitch (laughs) they're not and that's why i hate it because it's like i don't care on one end i'm like i don't care what other people think of me like i'm sure a lot of people doubt my sexuality and my attraction to women or whatever just because of my current partner and it's like 
I can't just I can't have the energy to give a shit about that because it's like, well, I know who I am and they're obviously not in my head. Yeah. Or in my body or you whatever. Just kick people out of your lives that are not <laughs> positively benefiting. Yeah. Like, or anyone that like asks you shady shit like yeah. Oh, so like have you realized that all bisexuals just come out as gay later? I'm like, okay, we're not having lunch anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just you uh you just can't you can't put up with the people, but like I definitely don't doubt the feelings that I get, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't blame myself for feeling guilty about it sometimes or feeling like, man, am I not putting out a gay enough vibe for this community or... You don't have to have somebody explicitly say, like, bisexuals aren't real or something like that. You know, there's, like, nonverbal communication. Oh, yeah, there's just, like, microaggressions that happen, too. Like, it's just, you know, it's whatever, but... You're totally valid, though. Yeah. You're totally valid. It's fucking annoying, though, honestly. It really is. <laughs> it's just like, just let me live. Like, just take my word for it, bitch. Just take my word for it. That's all you need. Let's just not marginalize any other groups like, and be happy together and have fun. I've had, like, feedback from, like, friends of mine, and they're like, oh, well, this is sending out this message, and you're coming off a little straight in this department, and it's like, I'm just being my fucking self, and if you don't believe who I am just because of certain things that I might wear or look like or I'm dating, then you're fucking stupid. Bye. You don't have <laughs> like, to act any certain way. To you just got to be yourself. Group. And then yeah. also like, hey, she's a bi person. Also, she's Rachel. That's her. Yeah. That's just her. Mm-hmm. You just got to do that, you know? Um, I just finished watching Gilmore Girls because you guys love it and I always need something new to binge. I'm so glad the revival is coming because I feel disappointed with the finale. I'm not sure if you expressed your hopes to what happens or if you were waiting until it got closer to the premiere, but I would love to hear what you guys hope to happen in the revival. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, you guys were going to spoil shit, so I know some of you guys are watching Gilmore Girls right now, so, like, just saying, we'll be spoiling. Yeah, so you might want to skip ahead a couple minutes, but... I mean, yeah, I was let down with the finale. It felt rushed, especially what happens with Luke and Lorelai not really reconciling until, like, the last, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And they just, like, kiss, and they're like, you no, like, closure. Like, no real closure on them. And I just felt like everything was really hectic. Um, I did like where Rory was headed career-wise, though. Yeah. And I'm hoping that... Rory's just like a bomb ass career person, you know, doing her thing. They don't she try. She clearly is, just from like the Michelle Obama bit that they already pulled out. I hope they don't like try and like you know revive any relationship with Dean or Jess or uh, <gasps> what Logan. Did you really just say not Listen, reviving with Jess? I'm, I want Jess to be there, and but him like doing his thing and. Okay. Listen. We don't agree. <laughs> don't agree. Fine. It's fine. I get it. Like, there's part of me that's like, Rory should be either like just doing her life and doesn't need anyone. You yeah. know, like, woohoo. I get it. Or like someone new because like maybe she found someone super fabulous. And I always like Gilmore Girls is like the one universe where I don't feel like worried when they introduce new characters. Yeah. Because they're always written perfectly and they're yeah. always just as quirky as the ones you already liked. Exactly. And so if they did give her someone that she was with new, oh my God, what if it was a girl? Just kidding. She's straight oh as hell. My God. But like if <laughs> If we can only hope. I know. Um I so if Michelle will be gay. I hope so. Because that or was bye. just obviously a missed opportunity and they did that because I don't know, they just didn't feel comfortable having gay it was representation. That, it was that time, you know, Fez on that seventies show. Yeah, there there were like no gay characters on TV really. Yeah. You know? Besides like 
what is it? Will and Grace. Yeah, I was just going to say Will and Grace. And then that's not even like a good one yeah. to do. But yeah, so that's my hope for, I honestly just hope she ends up with Jess. <laughs> he got his shit together. <laughs> he got his shit together. Um, but obviously I want Luke and Lorelai to be together. And, and not have any problems during the entire time. No problems. Literally Please. no problems. Um, and... I saw, like, the girl that plays Paris, she posted a photo on Instagram of her, like, you could tell she's with someone smaller than her that's wearing a Chilton uniform, Yeah. and they're on, like, marble floors, and she's wearing, like, super pointy shoes, so I think she's gonna be, like, a Chilton mom, like, a really I would love that business so bitch. much. I hope that's the real vibe, and, and I hope she's with Doyle. Yeah. Um... I, I hope they improve Lane's plot because can we just talk about how I feel like they ruined Lane's character the moment that Dave Rogowski had to go to the OC like, and they were like we don't know what to do now <laughs> so it they just sucks that her like up. her plot died with that but like they I mean they could have ha- they could have had her get with a uh, what's his face but not have kids I know I just feel like she like the her if I were in her situation and the way that they had her like wanting to be so different and then she just turns out to like have the exact same views it's just so like i don't know i just felt like that wasn't really who she was yeah and i feel like they just did that because it was like the clean happy ending and i don't know it was lit i guess it was like definitely a twist but i don't know and i hope that there's just like a really moving scene for Richard. Oh, absolutely, there will be. There definitely will be. I know it's going to be like a whole vibe because it's Probably going to be in the first episode of the four parts, you know. Yeah, and I hope that they clean... I hope the dragonfly looks a little less... uh, What's the word? Country? Cluttered. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I just, like, I always... I know what they're trying to accomplish with their little country inns, but, like, goddamn, I wish that I could, like... Not have Spruce those vibes. That place up. <laughs> I like where Michelle works. When oh he's my not, god! When they're like Celine clothes. Dion. Yeah, when he's wearing like the black and the little earpiece. The Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's go for one more question. All right, my um, iPad is locked. Excuse me. Here we have hello, Cross, Rube, and the Junks. I met a group of some really incredible people sophomore year of high school. We were all inseparable, and I had so many good times together. Flash forward to now, beginning on our senior year. So much has changed, and I began to notice that I've changed a lot more than they have, which has seemed to cause us to drift apart. It really seems like they're stuck together, and I'm just drifting into oblivion, all because I've become a different person than them which is really unsettling to me. It has even caused fights and multiple panic and anxiety attacks on my end. I was just wondering if you have any advice on how to get through this. I've spent so many nights thinking what's wrong with me and why they don't want to be my friend anymore. It's hard to just move on and not be friends with them because they're the only friends I have. I'm cyber-schooled and only have two other close friends in my life. It's just hard to deal with it, especially since we were so close. Any advice from for your fellow Binjo? Um, well, I mean... This, first, it's this not definitely a, happens all the time. Yeah. It's not a problem that you have changed as a person. You don't want to stay the same person from who you are in sophomore year of high school. Because if I was the same person I was in sophomore year of high school... That would really fuck. Yeah, suck. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> that, want that would kind of suck. <laughs> and honestly, I avoid that kind of crowd. But like, I understand what it's like to be. You have like this friend group, and they're basically your whole social circle. And then you start realizing that 
you know, things aren't the same as they used to be and people are changing and moving on. And I like literally the best thing that you can do is get involved in some sort of community in something that you really enjoy and make new friends because like I had friends that like I held on to while I was trying to make new friends in high school. And it's just like you end up finding a circle that fits you better. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, it was honestly the same thing. Like when I went to college, I feel like, yeah, when I I was going to say, when I went to college, like I I had my core group of friends and like, you all were just like gone girl. Yeah. I mean, like (laughs) they really weren't changing that much at all. And then I was like the one, the only one that went away to college. You had a whole transformation. Yeah. And had a huge transformation. And then like we drifted apart and I felt terrible about it too. Cause I was like, I've known these people for a really long time, some since kindergarten, and I felt really shitty, but, like, I was just becoming a different person. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like, oh, my God, well, am I, like, am I, like, so different now? Like, I'm too good. Yeah, it's I've like, had that thought. I know, because I know you feel that way. Like, even when you moved to Seattle, you were like, I hope people from back home don't think that that was, like, a statement that I'm, like, better than them. I was like, it's just what you want to do. Like, I know. And I hope people back home think that was, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. At least my family. Um, but no, I mean, when I went to college, I mean, I had some friends that also went away to school and it was obviously really hard to see them. And then I wasn't even staying with my parents when I would be home for breaks because I couldn't stay there basically. Yeah. And so it was like, that was just very natural and I didn't really feel guilty. But then there were some people that didn't go away to school and I felt really guilty about that because like I wouldn't have as much time to be like communicating and you guys know how much I hate texting yeah. like in general. And I've lost several friendships over people saying like that they couldn't handle how little I text. And I, I get that it probably is annoying if you have to reach me in an emergency, but I'm always responsive in an emergency. But like, I just do not have the energy to have a conversation with someone all day, every day. You know, look up and I don't devices. need to be available for that. Like yeah. I don't like, I want to catch up and I like, like there are certain people that I met in high school that we have a phone call every like six months. And then I'm like, okay, I catch up and you know, we also follow each other on like social media. So we get the little bits, Yeah. but like, a phone call every once in a while and then like if we're in the same place obviously like if I was in you know the state that they were in then we would probably hang out but yeah I don't know like it's just totally natural to make new friends when you're moving on to different things and changing and I think that the people that hold on to like how everything was at a certain time especially like high school or your youth it's like I get that it's like you miss, I mean, I certainly miss aspects of high school in that I saw my friends every day. Yeah, there's definitely things that I really miss. And choir. I was so miss choir. I was afraid of losing things, you know, yeah. that I once had. But I think, I don't know. If you're like, don't ever question, like, if you think you're personally growing for the better, but you've don't let anybody hold you back from that, you know. Yeah, like, but don't be a dick about it either, you know. Like, yeah. keep it civil and... Honestly, I feel like later in life, like there were people that like were upset with me in college because I didn't text them. And now like we still catch up every once in a while and it's like, fine, we're all adults now. And we're all like, oh, okay. We realize that we all have fucking lives that need to be had and we're very busy. And Mm -hmm. then we live far away and stuff, you know, it's really weird. Like none of my, I don't even know many people that actually still are living where I grew up now. A lot of people have moved. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends have moved too. Yeah. 
And everyone went to different schools, and that was what really killed it. <laughs> yeah, that's what'll do it. And then you make promises. You're like, oh, we'll visit each other at each other's schools. And there are people that definitely did that, but... I mean, hey, somebody that we went to uh, college with, they went into college with a girlfriend, and they just got married not too long ago, like a couple years after graduating. Yeah. So, like... You know, people can, you can hold on to things from high school going through college if you really want to, if you're really determined about it. And those, yeah, and they're supposed to be. I feel like that's also something, too. Like, when you start, like, drifting, it's kind of like, you might have thought that these people were going to be, like, permanent features in your life. But I think sometimes I look at it like they were just, they were really important for you at certain moments, you know? And, like, it's just, if there's someone that you meet that, like, actually is there through many, many decades, like, that's awesome. And I really am jealous of those people. But I have I have personally not really had that. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. You know? At the end of the day, just, you know, keep, keep working on it. Like, you obviously really care about these friendships and, you know, don't just, like... Be like, forget you guys and leave and never talk to them, you know, keep working on it. Hopefully, eventually they'll see that, like, you are growing and you're just having different interests and that maybe they could like those interests, too. And so I would just say keep working at it, but also try and find, you know, another group, another community that you can be a part of that. You can have more toward... than one friend group, too. Yeah, exactly. that's how I survived. Yep. Like, high school, I had, like, several. Exactly. And that kept it good because, like, if I was having, like, weirdness with one, I could just hop over to the other <laughs> people. And then it was fine. Exactly. I'm going to end on this question because I like giving cat advice. Okay. All right. So, it says, hey, guys, my boyfriend and I just recently adopted, almost three weeks ago, a cute cat who's nine years old. We love having her around. Recently, I've been noticing the thing, blah, blah, blah. I've been noticing this stray hanging around my work. And after telling my boyfriend about him, Miles is considering bringing him home with us from what i can tell he's pretty young he doesn't look like he's been someone's pet do you think this would be a good idea so soon after getting our first cat we have a one-bedroom apartment that's a little smaller than your studio i should also mention that our first cat came from a house with seven other cats so she's used to having them around oh okay that last little tidbit helps a little bit to that so Um, if you're if your current cat that you've had for three weeks is really chill with other cats then like that part yes definitely get this cat checked out though Like, you don't want to bring anything into your home for your other cat. I would definitely make sure before, like, introducing them, get them a full vet check if you're going to consider this. Just because, I mean, hey, like, the cat could actually have what's the, like, the feline FIV that you can spread to other cats that you can't live with. You know I what I mean? forget feline leukemia. Yeah, it? I think that's what it is. Or something like and that. And so, like, you know, you're not, you don't want to give that to your other cat, obviously, because it is. It doesn't have a cure, so, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so I would definitely say, like, before introducing them at all, if you're serious about it, then fucking get it checked out. And if everything's fine with that, then. I'm still a little bit on the fence. If it's only three weeks. I mean, but it's also new enough that like if they introduce a new cat, they're already not really super used to the house that they're living in anyway. So it wouldn't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when we introduced Lila to Squeezie, we'd had him for so long that like we thought it was. It's either like, I guess, like at the beginning or wait a while. 
like, yeah. a real long while because cats are so territorial and just, like, where they are, it means so much to them. And I feel like we, we got Lila, and we had only been living here for a few months. In the You know, he wasn't as used to the Seattle apartment as he was to other apartments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, yeah, I would 100% make sure you get the cat checked out by a vet. And also see how the cat is with you. Like, if this cat is territorial, seemingly, or, like, agitated easily, like, honestly, like, you might not want that. Exactly. So I would just, like, feel it out. Like, if this—I'm thinking about, like, the stray cat that we almost took in. Yeah. If it was that cat and I had the means to be able to, like, have a second cat at the time and take her to the vet and see if she was, like, all good, I would have. Yeah. Because she was really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, though, you do just have to watch after your chunko that you've already got. Yeah, your current three-week chunk. But also send us pictures of everything. Yes, please do. (laughs) I really do want pictures. All right. So I feel like that's a lot of questions that we've answered. All right. We got, we still got more for like next week. So, you know, keep leaving them anywhere. Hashtag coffee with Rachel on our Reddit, wherever. All right. So uh, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode. Thank you again, Melissa, for the cat poop. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see you guys later. Bye. All right. So. We said we were going to do YouTube titles. Yes. These are the videos you guys just uploaded. This is just the title of the video. We tried to make it... Weird. Weird. Yes. <laughs> All right. Starting off with Nicole Dowling, who did a DIY charcoal pore mask. Beautiful. Carissa is showing their current hair care routine. Bailey Lynn has Bailey's cupcake recipe. Delicious. Jackie Goldfarb is doing a bronze golden goddess tutorial. I feel like that's honestly the name of a video that I have. <laughs> um, Sloan Nolan is how all of Christopher Nolan's movies connect. I bet they do. I bet it has like a million views too. Yep. Sarah Booth is daily vlog number 736, my booth at VidCon. Allison Sense uploaded my favorite bath and body work since. Hunter Curtis has uploaded how to curl your hair with a straight iron. Megan Rackley did DIY Pinterest coat rack hack. <laughs> rack hack. <laughs> Kay Convery has done story time, my conversation with a ghost live footage. <laughs> <laughs> live footage. Danielle Manis did Damn Daniel eight hours straight. Oh my God. Taylor Collins has uploaded Phil Collins in the air tonight live at Reno 76. <laughs> Emma Corbeil uploaded Corbin Blue Exposed, the truth about Disney. <laughs> Heather Ann has done Annie Ann's secret menu. Amazing. Sloan Fuller did Fuller House Season 1, Episode 3, Review. <laughs> Someone reviewed it? And Joe Fleas has done How to Make Jello Shots. Allison Teresa did Allison Wonderland Halloween Tutorial 2013. <laughs> Jay Degoshi has done Seven Things to Know About Pokemon Go. Maj Elizabeth did Eliza Thornberry Talking to a Duck. <laughs> Lord Collins is Prank Calling My Mom. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so true. Ishbel Mendez did Jingle Bell Rock Scene from Mean Girls. Oh my God. Classic. Talia Miller has done This Miller Light Commercial Was Banned in Denmark. Oh my God. Clickbait. Kat Vallejos did Kat Von D Shaded Light First Impressions. <laughs> Margarita's done Marge Simpson cosplay time lapse. <laughs> Hannah Labelson, five things you're misreading on your nutrition label. Daisy Blossom Dottie's done the day after tomorrow rip that mob. <laughs> Emily Lewis has Emily Blunt looking at John Krasinski compilation. <laughs> Chloe Archer has done story time. I was cloned. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hood, five ways to jazz up your old hoodie. 
Mariah Hannah, Mariah Carey, Isolated Vocals, All I Want for Christmas. Amazing. <laughs> Elizabeth Hallbrook, Brooklyn Apartment Tour. Ooh, bougie. Jennifer Habgood, Farting at Goodwill Prank. <laughs> Madison Greer uploaded, Nash Greer sang Peach Fuzz for eight hours. <laughs> <coughs> What the fuck? I hope that's real. <laughs> Madison Wolf has uploaded Werewolf Turning ASMR. <laughs> Megan McNally did My Experience Working at McDonald's, Why I Quit. <laughs> I love those videos, by that's the way. It's fantastic. It's like a new genre. Skyler Medley has done My Skydive GoPro footage. Megan Preyas did Why Thoughts and Prayers Don't Matter. Ooh. Ooh. The hot takes. Corey Springfield has done Spring Makeup Haul. Kat did How to Trim Your Cat's Nails. Ilka is done Why There's Pus in Your Milk. All right. <laughs> Josie West did DIY West Elm Coffee Table Dupe. Jax has 10 Ways to Wear a Denim Jacket. Nicole Allen has Ted Allen You've Been Chopped compilation. Courtney White has done Mukbang 100 Layers of White Castle Burgers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carrie Davis did Carrie Fisher on Jay Leno 2012. <laughs> Jennifer Cornwell's done How to Chuck a Corn, my <laughs> you, type of video. You uploaded it, actually. Um, Sophia Cock has Sophia Vergara Pepsi commercial. <laughs> Which one? I feel like there's many. Yeah. Ash Rozelle is an Ash Ketchum DIY Halloween costume. Wow, that's going to be a lot this year, honestly. That and fucking Harley Quinn. And Harambe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup did How to Make Butter Beer. Wow. Beth Fonseca has 10-second makeup challenge. What? That's probably real. Jackie Brujulio has 100 layers of jackets. Christina Contreras, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. makeout. Wow, clickbait. Ooh. Allison Dowell has 10 apps to download right now. Catherine Simpson has quick and simple wedding updo. Marlene Naj has Marley and Me alternative ending. <laughs> Ian Murphy has Ian Somerhalder begging people to watch TVD compilation. I love that. That's definitely a, a title. <laughs> Cater <Kater> Liriano. <laughs> Story time. My caterer <laughs> leered at my ano. <laughs> what? <laughs> we just had to. I don't know where it came from. Rebecca O'Donnell, the tea on the Becca Cosmetics factory scandal. <laughs> Kendall Berg, nine things you didn't know about the Titanic iceberg. <laughs> Allie McGregor, Vlogtober, I met Greg Brady. <laughs> Megan Grilly, Grilled Summer Fruit. Chloe Killip, Chloe and Max Fanvid. Oh my god. Taco Roach, How to Order Vegan at Taco Bell. Oh my god. Cassandra Buckout, BabyBuck.mov. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Haley Cadwalder, People Try Durian for the First Time. Camelia Malky, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Harlem Shake. <laughs> That's too much. Uh, Maddie Pullman is Amy Poehler, Breaking Character. Amanda Marie is Marie Calendar Hall, hashtag ad. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Shell, why Sheldon said Bazinga. Oh my God, I want to know. <laughs> Allison Francois is ranking my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Caitlin Whalen, the history of the blue whale. Lucy Ravenscroft is Minecraft Hogwarts build. Cody Robinson did 100 layers of Mountain Blue Code Red. Lauren Siobhan is Teens React to Von Dutch Trucker Hats. Oh my god, they, they're like, what is that? Sarah Seaman, Sea Witch Makeup Tutorial, Nick's Face Awards 2016. <laughs> Dana Daly is Daily Vlog number 623, Trader Joe's Hall. It's always a TJ Hall. Megan Wilson, Mega Huge 2 Million Giveaway. Claire Wood is How to Stain Wood. Kelly Adams has Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone lyrics. 
Hannah Peterson as Hannah Montana Blooper Reel 7. Anna Hernandez as Anaconda Parody featuring Harambe. <laughs> Jenna Gordonier as Decorating with Gourds Volume 2. Sasha Smith as Granny Smith Harvest. <laughs> Sasha uploaded Storytime I Made Sarah McLaughlin Cry. <laughs> Vlynn and Drew have speed draw Arthur's fist. <laughs> Bridget Dubin, Bridget Jones Diarrhea, 100 Scriber Milestone. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't remember writing that. <laughs> Hillary Gay, the best gay YouTubers. Elizabeth Dolls is vloggist, Dole Whips and Chill. Oh my god. Mackenzie Knight uploaded my nighttime skincare routine. And Rachel Evans has Rachel X. Ross plane scene. Whoa, classic. So the rest of the beach bonches, I would say, are the people that write first in the comments. Oh my god. Ooh. I was going to say, or made a video reply back when those still existed. <gasps> video response. You remember that? I made a video response. Yeah. I did. I like entered giveaways. Who the yeah. fuck was I? Wild. We got Allie Malone. Kathleen Wynn. And Rose Barnett. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, if you're here but not a Patreon venture, you can go to patreon.com slash coffeewithcrachel. Find yeah. out some more information. Get involved in this mess. And we hope you guys liked your YouTube uploads. I would like to do this again, honestly. Yeah, I'd like to watch. If anybody wants to make the video that we've suggested. Oh, my God. If you actually do, send it our way. And I don't know what's going to happen, but it's lit. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so much. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys on Thursday. All right. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>